Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. I met a few ladies that are part of our internet family from Rhode Island, and they're here today. And so Rhode Island's in the house. So, Amen. Let me take just a, a couple of minutes here and share with you. You should have received this uh, little brochure on your way in, Vision 2.0. And let's talk about this just for a moment. First of all, we endeavor with everything we do to be led by God. We don't want to just do something because it would be a good idea. We want to do it because it is a God idea for us. There are things that other churches do around the nation, and they're very successful in doing those things. But we will not do those things just because someone else does those things. We want to do things because we feel God would lead us. And we have, we have a strong commitment uh, internally that we would remain uniquely Meadowbrook and do what the Holy Spirit would lead us to do. With that in mind, we also believe that everything and anything that God would lead us to do is going to help us to better serve you, to better serve you so that you can grow and make progress and move from where you are to where God wants you to be. And these are not trite cliches with us. This is, this is bottom line value for us. We want to help you to become more and more happy, stable, help me out, fruitful and blessed so that you can be a blessing, so you can bring glory to God. And when that happens in you, that happens in the church, it happens in our community. And so everything needs to be geared, you know, toward those things. Back in October, I uh, unveiled for you some new uh, vision initiatives. And I want to break that down just for a moment. Vision initiatives. Vision is not a checklist. It's not a to-do list. Vision is, is a picture of something. It's, it is what could be. It's what should be. It's a preferred future, if you will. But we have vision initiatives because not only is vision something that you see, vision also has some things that you must do. And you do those things. And so we have, there's God's part and then there's our part. And as, as we fulfill our part, God will undoubtedly do his part. We've kind of defined vision in, in this way that vision is a God-given goal that is attainable through the plan, through the power through the provision of God. And I believe, and I've watched over the years, and I'm watching it happen now, that as we receive what we believe God is calling us to do, the, the plan starts to unfold and fill out, the power starts to be released, and provision will be, be released as well. And we're, we're watching all of those things kind of come to pass. So Vision 2.0 is just a, a, a way for us to brand or, or target some updates for you as we start to see the plan and what we need to do as, as we move forward in these initiatives. First of all, to update some of the tangible initiatives um, right away, uh, you saw in the video our special needs ministry will be launched, uh, should be early February, and we have a room that we're refitting um, uh, for that. We're very excited about that ministry to, to families with special needs children and and I believe it's close to the heart of God, and God has put it close to our hearts. And so I'm excited to see what will happen with that. We've got some wonderful people that are gathering to be a part of that, and, and skilled and trained people as well, and, and with great hearts. So I'm very excited about that. 
um, some of the actual renovations and construction that will be taking place in some of the areas, some workspace renovation, the new Dream Team Central, secured, uh, further securing the hallways for our children, opening up some other space for children's classrooms. Those things will, uh, should all be done by the end of February. And a big, big thank you to you because of your generosity already. Um, all of that is, is paid for. And so thank you for that. Um, our, yeah. Yay you and yay God. Um, and, we won't, and we'll keep you posted on all those things. Probably have some video and pictures as things move along as well. And then a multi-site campus, launching another campus for, for Meadowbrook Church. Um, we are praying. We are looking. Um, we have something that we're praying about right now. And it could be as long as 18 months. It could be sooner. And um, you just pray, and I will update you whenever is appropriate and let you know specifics when, when it's time to pray or act on those things. And it's just another way we feel God is calling us in a, in a county that 65% of our county has no church affiliation. Um, we, we want to take Meadowbrook and put it in other places in our community and uh, reach our community in a, in a better and better way. Amen. So I'm very excited about that and some of the prospects that maybe are approaching us right now. And so we'll keep you posted on that. Real quick, let me go through um, some things. I have some slides to help me. You have the brochure you can check on a little bit later. But first of all, let's talk about First Wednesdays. Everybody say First Wednesdays. For 27 and a half years now, we've done every Wednesday night, except for, you know, certain like holidays we were just off and so forth. And if you remember about a year and a half ago, I came to you and I told you we were going to move to a first Wednesday model, which means the midweek service would only take place on that first Wednesday. And what I had was direction, but my timing I felt was off. And I came back almost right away and said, uh, disregard, disregard. And, uh, but we do feel that the timing is now. And that's what velocity is. Velocity is direction and timing. And when you get direction and timing, you have velocity. And that's what takes you into momentum. So what we're going to be doing, if you go to the next slide real quick, we're going to have a family celebration on Wednesday, March 29th. And that will be the last regularly scheduled Wednesday night service, uh, except for the first Wednesdays. Um, we're going to have a celebration rally for the whole family on that night. We're going to have fireworks, y'all. We're going to have fireworks on that night and uh, refreshments and some fun things. We want to celebrate a, an incredible season and then get ready for a new season of what God would have us to do. On the next week, and go to the next slide if you would, we're going to have our first Wednesday kickoff on Wednesday, April the 5th. These services, don't underestimate this, will be powerful services. We're going to take a little more time in those services focusing on worship. Um, prayer, teaching, and ministry. And we'll take time to do that. That will be on the first Wednesday of, of every month. On the other Wednesdays, uh, we have a large and growing um, uh, next-gen ministry. You don't see that so much because you are in here. But on those nights, then, we will have uh, Fuse, which is our student uh, senior high ministry, and then C20, our college and 20-somethings, they will be meeting on those Wednesday nights. Plus, what this does, it gives opportunity, more opportunity for small groups. And I just told you some of the value uh, of small groups. Now, let me just say this. It, and then on the first Wednesdays, we all come back together. If there were one service that you were only allowed to attend one service a month, or you could, or you could pick just one service a month to come to, and I encourage you to come to them all, but it would be that first Wednesday service. That's going to be a real focused, powerful time. And uh, we want you to come and, and be a part of that. So let's go ahead to the next one, if you would. 
And this is the I'm the 250. Everybody say, I'm the 250. All right. Um, we, in preparation for our, our um, uh, multi-site launching another campus, part of what we need to be doing is preparing now. You don't wait until, hey, we're going to start it next week. We, we've got to be preparing now, and we're being very strategic and, and I think led and wise in doing those things. One of the main things we need to do is to really build up our next our um, dream team. And our dream team are our hundreds of volunteers that we have that help all during the week and during services and so forth. And we need to build that up anyway because the ideal for those on dream team would be to serve one, sit one rather than serving all the time because that means you're taking up somebody else's spot of serving and you're not getting to sit like you need to and be fed without, you know, without other um, distractions and so forth. So the idea would be serve one, sit one. And then when we get ready to launch the new campus, we want to have adequate enough teams so that from day one, we're able to provide all the services and ministries that we do here on our other campus as well. And so what I'm going to do this morning, and this is unusual for me to ever do anything like this, but if you would be willing to go through growth track, you haven't done that already, and would be willing, hey, I want to find my place and get on Dream Team, or I've already gone through growth track, but I need to find my place to serve. If you're not serving already, we're looking for 250 folks that would say, you know what, I'm ready, I'll be on the, I'll be on the Dream Team. And we'll guide you through that process, and uh, it will be very rewarding. The joy is in serving. So what I wanted to do, rather than just you know tell you that and you go think about it and forget about it or whatever, I wanted to kind of uh, capture the moment moment, if you will, if you would be willing to do that, pray about that and do that, that, hey, I'll go through growth track or I've gone through growth track and I'll work toward becoming one of the 250 for dream team. Would you just lift your hand where you are and I'm going to have an usher come to you. Okay. And they're going to give you, and one of these has a scratch and sniff on it and you'll win a new car. <laughs> I'm making it up, but I wanted to get your hands up. Okay. And so if you would be willing to do that, just hold your hand up. Usher will get to you as quick as they can. And will you do this then? Before you leave today or as you leave, there will be ushers that, that will be uh, ready to receive these back and will be in contact with you and so forth. Could we, church, could we thank these that have raised their hand this morning? Thank you so much. I, I shared this on Wednesday night and uh, 57 people responded out of that. So that brings us down to 193. Okay, and then uh, a bunch for service as well. I'm, I'm, I'm believing that by this week and maybe next week we'll have that all taken care of. Get everybody in motion for that, and it'll be a good, good thing as we do this together. And let me just give you the bottom line. Watch what God will do. Amen? All right, well, let's get into the Word this morning. You still out there? I want to continue with a teaching called Frequency. Frequency. Let's think about this for a moment. Right now... In the air around us, there are waves and transmissions and frequencies that if you have the right equipment, you're able to tune in, to dial in, so to speak, and to experience those things. There's voices, there's data, there's pictures, there's music, there's movies. All of that is in the air around us, those radio waves and so forth. And then in kind of a similar fashion... Um, there are a whole lot of voices in our world and in our day. And what we want to do with this series is kind of leverage that idea of frequencies of being able to tune in to be able to hear God's voice in a, in a, in a world that's very noisy and there are a lot of voices and many of them conflict with one another. And it's so vital that we hear God for whatever's going on in your life. 
for whatever you're planning, wherever you want to go, to address even issues of your past, it's important that we hear from God. And I believe that God still speaks to us. I believe that he still leads us, not necessarily with an audible voice in these outer ears, but he speaks to our hearts. And he has numerous ways that he nudges us and leads us and speaks to us and confirms and warns. And I'll be talking more about the ways that he does that next week. Uh, but today, I just want to kind of dial in, so to speak, and tune in and, and all of us be able to hear God better, to follow his leading better in our lives. Anybody interested in that at all this morning? Let's look, if we will, in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 30. And the prophet writes, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And so what we see is, is the Lord giving direction. And we all need direction in your life. How many of you need some direction in your life? Come on, don't play with me. How many of you need some direction in your life? Okay. You've got things going on. You don't know what to do. Some things you've just kind of parked them to the side because you don't know what to do. Some of you are coexisting with problems and situations because you don't know what to do and you need direction. Every one of us. Some of you have dreams and ideas and projects that you want to get on, but you don't know what to do or it's floundering or it's not thriving like it should and you need direction. And I want you to know that God has the direction. God has a vantage point that you and I do not have. Would you believe that God can see things that you can't see? And God knows things that you don't know. And what he wants to do, though, he wants to communicate those. He wants to convey those. He wants to tell you some keys and show you some things that would set you free. Some of you have been bound by things for years and years and years. And and God knows the key. He knows how to set you free. He knows how to, hey, just turn a little bit this way. He has that vantage point. And we are called in Scripture his sheep. It's a metaphor that, that he is the good shepherd and we're under his care. We're his children. And the sheep know his voice. The sheep hear his voice. And another voice they will not follow. And that's part of the importance of this teaching as well. The scripture also tells us in the book of Romans that the children of God, any children of God here, the children of God are led by the spirit of God. Let me put it to you this way. It should be a distinguishing characteristic of believers that we're led by God, that we're here by God. It should be normal for us that that we're seeking, God, what do you say about this? What do you want me to do on this? It should be normal in conversations with fellow believers that are close to you as you're going through something that maybe we would ask one another, what do you feel God's telling you on this? And see, that needs to be a part of our life, part of our thinking, part of how we handle and approach things in life. So often and quite normal, our biggest motivation in hearing from God is for direction, direction. And that's okay because God does want to direct us. He wants to give direction in our life. I want his direction in my life. And um, he set it all up. He has offered it to us. He has invited us. But I just want to throw this in this morning. That might be our greatest motivation to hear from God so we can have direction. Do you know what God's greatest motivation is? He wants to communicate with us for relationship and for friendship. And um, because he loves us, he wants that interaction. It's one of the reasons that he made us in the first place. God spoke to a lot of people in the Bible. I've got a partial list for you. Adam, Eve, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jonah, Job, David, Solomon, Deborah, Samuel, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Peter, Paul, Mary, I added that one in, but yeah. 
Barnabas, Cornelius, and on and on. They're people that God spoke to in different ways in the scripture. Here's my question for us this morning. If, if he spoke to all those folks like that, why, why would we think at all? And we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Why would we think then that now he speaks less or does not speak at all to us? And the reality is he still speaks. He still leads. And we want to continue to explore some of this this morning. Um, In the book of John chapter 16, Jesus is speaking. He says, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. It wouldn't be appropriate now. It's not the right time. I can't load you up with all of this now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, when he has come, he will guide you. Say, that's me. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. What Jesus was saying before he left the earth He said, I've been telling you a lot, and I have a lot more to tell you. There's a lot more to tell you. I'm going to step aside, and there's one coming, the Holy Spirit. And part of what the Holy Spirit will do is continue to teach, continue to guide, continue to warn, continue to fill you in on things. And so, again, we we need to understand that God still speaks, God still leads, and thank God for his Holy Spirit who would dwell within us. Amen? Can I get a good amen out of you this morning? We have some misconceptions sometimes about how God spoke in the Bible back then and how maybe he speaks now. Sometimes we think that when God speaks, it thunders and it sounds like James Earl Jones or something, you know. And, and here's the thing. God is God. And God can speak however he wants to. He can write on the wall if he wants to. That's in scripture. Um, he can speak through a donkey. He can... He can uh, Speak through a fiery mountain, a burning bush. There's so many ways that God can speak. But I think sometimes we just have in our mind, and the movies have helped us to get this kind of mindset, that God always speaks audibly and loud and strong, and that's not always the case. That's not always the case even in Scripture. As a matter of fact, you have the mighty prophet Elijah, that when God spoke to him, God spoke to him in a still, small voice. In the Hebrew, uh, Old Testament Hebrew, that's translated still small voice as the sounds of a low whisper. The sounds of a low whisper. And you know what? If you know that someone's trying to speak to you and they're going to speak in the sounds of a low whisper in a still small voice, you need to do something. You need to position yourself so that you're able to hear that. Sometimes you might need to put your phone down or turn the TV down or off. Sometimes you might need to get away from a few folks. Don't mention me when you... But but you just might need to make some adjustments. There's a time where God... And and let me go back to the friendship idea. God referred to Moses. He spoke face-to-face with Moses as as a person speaks with his friend. Uh, The book of James talks about Abraham and how God called him a friend. He was a friend of God. And then in in the book of John, chapter 15, Jesus talks about, you know, um, I no longer call you servant, I call you friend. Because if you're just a servant, you don't always know what your master's up to. He said, but I call you friend because I want to share with you what I'm up to. And we're the friends of God. And I remain his servant. 
but we are also, there's friendship. So God wants to communicate with us for direction. God also wants to communicate with us for friendship and relationship. When God spoke to Abraham, and watch this in Genesis, Genesis chapter 18, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham, my friend and servant, what I'm going to do? He was about to deal with Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, because of Adam's, or excuse me, Abraham's role and calling, he said, I want to communicate with him. And when he began to do it, the scripture says that, that Abraham stopped, stood still, and drew near to God. And I want to say to all of us, that's what we need to do. You say you want to hear from God, do you? You know you need to hear from God. Part of it is you're going to need to just stop. And stand still and draw near. Let me give you two words that describe it for me. You need to lean in. You need to lean in because you know what? It it might be a whisper that he speaks into your heart. And you're going to want to make sure that, that you hear that. Let me ask you again. How many of you really need and want God to speak to you? Look at this. God tends to, to speak to people who want to hear from him. God tends to speak to people who want to hear from him. And so I'm saying in front of all y'all this morning, God, I want to hear from you. I need to hear from you in my life. Amen. Remind you again that you can hear from God. We spent some time on this last week. You need to know that. You need to know that you can hear from God. You can be led by God. And when you know that you can and you know that you need to, you're going to want to. And again, God tends to speak to people who want to hear from him. Now, There are a number of things that we talked about last week that help to kind of condition and tune your spirit and your soul so that you can hear from God. And uh, I would encourage you to go back. Please go back and listen or watch last week's message, and that will help you because all of this is going to kind of connect and build build on uh, week week by week. Let me address something kind of on on the downside of this, okay? You can hear from God. You can be led by the Spirit of God. God wants to share what he sees and knows that will impact your life and help you in your relationship with him. And, and this is the, the thing I want to kind of put out there. Don't be put off. Please don't be put off by people. And there are people like this who say God is telling them to do something, who say they're being led by God, and they do weird things or they do wrong things. How many of you know some people do weird things in the name of the Lord? And I've had things happen like this before. No joke. I'm not making this up. Uh, Well, I'm going to get married. And I said, I thought you're already married. I'm getting unmarried. I'm getting married. And I'm marrying her. And I thought, she's married. Well, she's going to get unmarried. I said, well, why are you doing this? Because the Lord told us to. And see, that doesn't line up with his, his word. But when a person says, the Lord told me, who are you going to appeal to? I mean, well, if, if they're convinced or they're trying to convince you that the Lord said, can I tell just all of us, you should not be one that's constantly saying to people, the Lord told me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me. There's some people that are constantly saying that, and I look at the fruit of their life, and when they're telling me, the Lord told me, the Lord told me, in my mind, I'm saying, yeah, and I'm a ballerina, <laughs> a ninja. And an astronaut. (laughs) If God leads you, if God speaks to your heart, treat it as holy. Don't be flippant. Don't don't just be cavalier 
and couch everything in. The Lord told me, the Lord told me. You need to humble and holy all of that out a little bit and, and say, I believe the Lord is leading me or I'm praying about this. And then when you know that God is leading you, just do it. You don't have to qualify it all the time. Excuse me, the Lord told me to come to the front of the line. You know, and so we need to be careful and cautious concerning those things. Are you hearing me today? It is vital that we, that we hear from God and we're led and handle that as holy. Some also say that God no longer speaks because the Bible was written. And the Bible is, is complete. And I, I agree that the Bible is complete. And the Bible, you don't add on to the Bible and you don't take away from the Bible. I agree with that. But God in his Bible has said that he is going to speak and lead us concerning his Bible. Plus, I have to deal with this. I've had someone call me, I know, inside, lead me to go preach the Bible and to, and to help me to do so. And so God has not stopped speaking just because the Bible is done. But everything he will speak will, will line up with, with his word. And not everybody who's preaching or teaching well, let me put it this way. Billy Graham said it this way. He said, some are sent and some just went. <laughs> and we want to make sure that we're sent. Amen? Let me take just a few minutes and I want to share something with you. About 28 years ago, right now, about this time of year, 28 years ago, um, we were living in, in Tampa. And I began to feel God stir something on the inside of me to go and pastor and start a church in Ocala. And I started to have this holy frustration. I was having a stirring inside. I felt something growing in me to pastor and, and to teach. We were part of a church in Tampa that we had also helped to, to plant down there. And um, I'd shared with my wife and so forth. And, and we were sensing that God was doing this. We had a guest speaker come into the church we were part of there, and he was also a consultant. And he said, hey, I'd love to get breakfast with you one day while I'm here. And I said, sure. So we ended up at a village in Pancake House in Tampa near Bush Gardens for three hours one morning. And he was asking me, what's on your heart? What do you see that God has for you? And I began to share. And we, like I said, we were there like three hours. And he's the first guy who introduced to me that idea of velocity, of direction and timing. And as we talked, he confirmed some things in my heart. And he said, I believe you have direction. He said, make sure that you get the right timing. It's important that you get both of those. Then you have, then you have velocity. I shared with my wife, and she was in agreement with what God was stirring and so forth. And then we were about to, a little while later, take a little vacation. And I went in to talk to the pastor I was working with. And I said, hey, while I'm gone, so-and-so is taking care of this, and this can wait till I get back, and I've got this covered, and so forth. And I turned to walk out of his office, and he said, wait, wait, just a minute. And I said, yeah. He said, you're leaving, aren't you? And I hadn't said anything to anybody except just that consultant in confidence and in my wife. And he said, you're leaving, aren't you? And I, and I said, I, I am. He said, sit down, tell me your heart. So I shared with him. And he, he said, so, so what are you going to do? And I said, I feel like I'm going to start a church. And he goes, Where? I said, Ocala. And he said, why Ocala? <laughs> I said, because God's put that in my heart. And, and so um, he said, do this. When you get back, take some time. And he says, go up there. Walk around there. Go see it. Go walk in it. Go pray in it. Go spy out the land and, and see what God is saying to your heart. And so a few weeks later, I was able to do that. And, I, and here's, here's something that unusual that happened for me. On the way 
up here from Tampa on 275 North when I got to the exit for State Road 200. At the time, it was exit 68. And when I turned on my turn signal, something very unusual happened to me. I began to weep. I turned on the turn signal, and I began to weep. And then I felt like this weightless, warm blanket just kind of came on me. And I'm like, I knew it was God's presence. And so I cried and drove around and walked around Ocala crying and, and so forth. And then I loaded up and headed back. And I shared with my wife and shared with the people that were over me. And, um, you know, just felt there were a number of confirmations beyond that. Now, let me say something. The fact that I wept and the fact that I felt this weightless, warm blanket, I, I just feel like it was some kind of sign, some kind of confirmation that God gave. Gilligan, I want to make sure you don't miss this. I've never had anything like that happen before. I've never had anything happen like that since. I'm not looking for any weightless, warm blankets. It's not a doctrine I teach. We don't sell weightless, warm blankets in the cafe. (laughs) That is beyond it all. I just think God wanted to make sure that this guy didn't miss it. But there are enough other things and confirmations and promptings that God was leading me to do this. And so shortly thereafter, a few months after that, Alicia and I, and we had just two kids. I moved my little family. We had nothing. We had the promise of nothing. And we moved up here, and we started what is now Meadowbrook Church, and we're almost 28 years later. And I want to say I felt that God was leading me. Yeah, glory to God. I, I felt God was leading me. And then as it went along, I knew God was leading me, and he began to confirm, and he began to bless and I'm so thankful. And, and now that, is, that has got me to a place I don't want to live without his leading. And I certainly don't want to do ministry without his leading. I have help. I have counsel. I have trustees. I have a leadership team. I have all of that. But at the end of the day, I have to make the decisions. I have to make the call. I, I have to say, I believe God is leading us to do this. Every week I have messages. You can order messages online or find them in bookstores. I'm not going to serve some prepackaged stale stuff. We've got to have it hot off the griddle, so to speak, to serve God's people. We've got to hear God's voice. We have, we have staff. We have a large staff. We have, we have vision initiatives. We have all those things, and we must hear from God. And for that to happen, you have to live your life in such a way that you're leaning in. I don't get it right 100% of the time, but I tell you what, I'm quick to come back and say, I missed that, let's do this, let's do that, but let's be led by God. And my point is this, not about me, not about this church, it's about your life and about God leading you in this way. God still speaks and God still leads in the big things and in a million little things. And you need to hear him. You need to hear them. Some of you have have marriage issues that have been there forever, and God could tell you and show you. He could tell you and show you. You've got businesses not thriving like it should or could or like you want to, but God can show you. He can show you all the. You've got some decisions about your health. You've got all these different things. I'm telling you, God will show you. God will lead you. And day by day, he will lead us. He will lead us. He will lead us, and he will speak to our hearts. But here's the important thing. You've got to lean in. You've got to lean in. God tends to speak to those who want to hear from him. And I'll just say this to you. I believe that most of the time God speaks, as it were, a whisper in our hearts. And and maybe God doesn't speak to you in a whisper. Maybe it's louder than a whisper. Maybe it's something other than a whisper. But I think this is the proper position for all of us. Lean in as if you're trying to hear a whisper. Because what happens then when you lean in and try to hear... a whisper, I'm telling you what, you're going to make sure that you hear God. And God wants you to hear. 
So let's do what it takes to lean into him and expect, expect that he would speak to you. Expect to hear a whisper in your heart, in your mind. And, God will, and next week I'm going to go into different ways that he's nudging us and leading us. But listen to me. If you look for God, and I told you this last week, if you look for God only in the spectacular, you're probably missing. When in fact, he's just wanting to speak something into your heart up close, like a friend, up close. Let's make sure that we lean in so we don't miss the holy thoughts and leading that God will give us. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this this morning? Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.